Welcome to Brain Power with Dr. Echo, where each week we discuss how your family can boost brain health by addressing mind, body, emotional, and environmental health. And now here's the episode. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have an amazing guest with me. I'm going to be interviewing Miss Laurie Knowles. She is simply amazing. She's a parent of a child who used to have autism. She runs an amazing company called New Beginnings. And I know there's a longer list to all that she is. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. So welcome to the show, Miss Laurie Knowles. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. I always love talking about this subject. And my claim to fame is I'm a mom who had uh, a child who is diagnosed with autism. And nowadays, that 135 kids are being diagnosed with autism. So there's a lot of moms that are having to deal with this. And then it's a very, very difficult road. And when you're told that your child has autism, your world just crumbles around you. And this was my fourth child, my other three child, other three, first three children were typical. And, you know, Daniel just, he was my fourth. He was a surprise. I was 39 when I had him. And he just around 14, 15 months, just lost language, fine and large motor delays, just repetitive behaviors. And I ended up, I ended up diagnosing him myself on the internet because when I took him to pediatrician, they kept just, you know, saying, oh, he'll outgrow it. It's no, it's not a big deal. And, and so I realized that that's where he was most likely. And I just had to really, I remember being depressed for a couple of weeks. And then I picked myself up and said, I'm going to take this negative energy and I'm going to put it into everything that I can do to help my son. And I'm not going to accept anybody telling me that there's nothing I can do. Just, you know, put him in some behavioral programs and just accept who he is from now on. And, and of course, I accepted who he was and loved him, but he was obviously not doing well medically. He had skin rashes all over his face. He had very, very pale skin. He had big circles under his eyes. He cried constantly. He was not a happy child. Something was going on underneath. And so I decided at that point I was going to do whatever I could to figure out what to do to help him. And I just delved in and started reading books and getting online and, and doing parent chat groups and went to conferences. And, and that's what started my whole journey. And then after a few years with that, I ended up meeting and going to a conference and, and hearing Dr. William Shaw, who's a pioneer in this field. He was one of the first scientists, researchers who wrote a book on treating autism through biomedical treatment, which means dealing with underlying causes. So I read that book and it just changed my life. I mean, I, oh my gosh, it just lit a fire under me and I went, okay, now I know what to look for and what to access. It was so excellent. And then I went to a conference and I met him and, and I convinced him to hire me. And so I started working with him when he was owner and lab director of Great Plains Laboratory. And then he asked me to start a company for him called New Beginnings Nutritionals. And we started out 
being a company that provided high quality nutritional supplements specifically designed for kids on spectrum. So I've been doing that for over 20 years and, and my son is now 25 and he's recovered and it's been an amazing journey and I love what I do and I love using my experience and knowledge to help other parents. And, and I work with physicians as well who are trying to treat their, their, their patients and, and need support. So. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's so wonderful. So let's go back to when you first read the book by Dr. Shaw and you realized, well, this has answers. So where did you start? Can you walk us through like things that you did? Absolutely. First thing I did is they talked about diet and that was kind of freaky because me, like most parents know whether they have a child with autism, they're super picky eaters and some of them only eat two or three things. Right. And they're not healthy eaters and it's just hard to open up their, you know, their diet to other things. And what I learned was that these foods, specifically wheat and dairy, there's proteins in them. One that's called gluten inside of wheat and casein inside of dairy. They actually have an opiate effect on the children. And what that means is that they can't digest them well and they're partially digested. These proteins, gluten and casein, don't break down all the way and they leave a molecule that looks a lot like morphine. Mm -hmm. It's called casomorphine and gliadorphin. And when these children eat these foods, they act like they're on drugs. They're spacey. My son had his glazed look in his eyes. He didn't notice his surrounding. Another key thing is insensitivity to pain. Mm -hmm. So when you're on a morphine drug, it's for pain, right? So they fall down, they hurt themselves. You expect them to start screaming and they don't. That's another sign of that. And another sign is that they only want to eat those foods and no other foods. And why is that? Because a drug addict only wants his fix. He stops caring about vegetables and fruits and they just want the, the good feeling. And when they are sleeping through the night and they haven't had a chance to eat dairy and gluten and get that fix again, they get miserable and unhappy. And so he would wake up crying until he would eat in the morning. And even after naps, that would be the scenario. And so I had to do something about that. So I said, okay, I'm going to change his diet. And so I did it all the wrong way. I just decided not to feed him gluten and dairy, but I hadn't done the planning <laughs> and I hadn't gone out and bought, bought all the foods and looked at what the, all that was out there. Now, 25 years ago, we didn't have as many right. good, many healthy gluten dairy options that right. we so first time I ever had a panic attack was then, but then I started figuring it out. And once we went off gluten and dairy for two weeks, he started talking in sentences, full sentences, where he just would have one word here and there and mostly just, you know, I went in there one morning and I looked in his crib and he looked, he goes, mommy, go pillows with daddy. And I went, what? You know? So it just, something cleared up in his brain. He started noticing things. And that was the first thing I did. And, and people will say to me, and I've done a lot of things to get him where he's at, but they'll say to me, what was the most, most effective treatment you did? And for me, 
it was for me and my son Daniel, it was the GFCF diet. Okay. So can you tell us what the GFCF diet? Oh, what you just pres- described, but for people who don't know. Gluten-free, dairy-free. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and again, the thing that I have to tell your your listeners is that as a mom and any mom, and, and I've given talks at autism conferences to parents for many years and and I'll look at them and I'll go, how many of you are afraid, you know, how many of you are afraid that if you take these two foods away, and this is predominantly all that your child eats, that they're going to start to death. And they all just, you know, were like, yeah, that's the issue. But then all of us who end up doing it, the reality is food is no longer an addictive thing. They they start eating because they're hungry. and so. What I recommend to parents is start with one thing. Start with dairy first because that's a lot of dairy substitutes. Easier to do and go slow with that because the the you, children will start feeling bad. Just like when you take a drug addict off of heroin, right? You, 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 if you do it suddenly, they have withdrawal effects. Well, our kids have withdrawal effects too. And parents will say, I took him off of wheat and dairy and he started having horrible behaviors. So I stopped it immediately. It must not be good for them. And I said, uh-uh, that's a good sign. That means that their body's withdrawing on. But you can be gentle with them and you can take them off of the, the dairy and, and even like mixing the milk with, the, you know, half and half and then yeah. less milk and less milk and more. I recommend coconut. It's one of the healthiest milks that are out there. But there's almond and there's, yeah, oh, there's a whole bunch of ones out there that are good. but I think, you know, I, I have had good luck with coconut as well. And then you can use it in the cooking and everything else. It's not that hard. But once you go dairy-free, then you start finding substitutes. And so I, Daniel loves spaghetti. So what did I do? I went to the health food store and I found a really good rice-based spaghetti. And believe it or not, it tasted fairly similar. And with the sauce on it, he didn't even notice. So I was like, bingo, I have one meal that I can do, you know? and then. I took all his favorite foods and I tried to find substitutes for them. And the thing that was hard for them is that they don't like change, especially children on the spectrum. But you, and they feel like they've lost all control. So what worked for me is that when I was trying to, first of all, sometimes they stop eating for two or three days because they're mad, mm-hmm. right? They're just, they're showing their own. They will not die as long as you get lots of liquid in them that can water and they're going to fight. They eventually get hungry and they'll start eating. And so I would give him choices of a couple of things. I would say, you can have them like this. And then I'd be actually knowing that he had a choice. He would choose one of the other ones. And then, and then he started doing that. And that's how we got him into eating more and more things. And we found out the ones that worked. And eventually it just became our routine. And um, so anyway, that that was huge. And I really encourage parents to do it if they haven't. And because it's it, because I told myself, my kid keeps eating these foods. It's harming him. It's harming his brain. And it's keeping him from learning in school. There's brain fog. It's affecting the gut, the GI tract negatively. Those opiates are going into the brain affecting the language. That's why he started being able to understand and speak for the first time. So that was just so important. So 
I said to myself, mom, these foods are poison for him. I can't give them. And it gave me the the courage to go out there and really do my research and, and do the cooking and spend the time to get him eating these foods, the right foods and getting the bad food out of his diet. And it was more, it was miraculous. I mean, the teachers were like, what's going on? What are you doing with Daniel? He's a different child. So. Oh, wow. That is so wonderful. I love how you made the point of counteracting the thoughts that moms have. Like, oh, he's, he's not going to, they're not going to eat this. They don't like it. We don't want to force them and we don't want to make things, make them more unhappy than they are already. But if you remember moms and dads that the foods are poison and you definitely don't want to be giving your kids poison, then it helps. No, that's right. You know, their whole, their whole, you go through a, it may be a hard few weeks, couple months, but it's, you're talking about the rest of their life. Right. And your ability to learn and the brain fog lifted up. You started noticing, you started talking, you started interacting. If we had not removed that food, those foods from his diet, he never would have done those things. So it was worth those panic attacks that I was having. It was worth the stress. But nowadays, there are so many good gluten-free options out there and so many good dairy-free options. That you can buy coconut yogurt, you know, you can buy yeah. chicken nuggets that, you know, and, and I also recommend now knowing what I now know is that organic, if you can only afford it for your child on the spectrum do organic because they spray those foods that aren't organic with chemicals that pretty much destroy the the, the good bacteria and their, and their GI tract. So it is just do organic whenever you can, especially with those foods that are known to be the most full of, you know, chemicals. Yes, absolutely. That's a, such an important point. And I always point out to parents Make sure you're reading the labels, even with the gluten-free and the dairy-free, read the labels. If you still have more than 10 ingredients, you can't understand half of them. You probably shouldn't be eating it still. So we're trying as much as possible to go towards whole, whole foods, which means shop in the, in the outside of the supermarket where there's like the fruits and the veggies are, because it's better for your child to eat an orange than to drink the yeah. juice, right? Because you're right. Like, right, and, and so I focused on healthy meat and vegetables and I had to really, so I did some other tests. See, we thought it was a gluten case and free diet, but my son Daniel was full of yeast, two or three harmful yeast strains, as well as two or three harmful bacteria strains. His tests on his GI tract showed what a mess he was. And so we had to start working on that, his gut. So we had to start killing the bad and putting in the good. And so we were using different medications and herbal treatments that were supplements to help kill the bad stuff. And we were doing probiotics, which is the good bacteria. It's what's found in yogurt. But if they need a lot stronger ones that are in pill form. So we started doing that. And that was that was a really... And it took a while because Daniel... It's interesting. Daniel used to be constipated constantly until we big one. Yes. And but when we removed wheat and dairy, the constipation completely went away because the opiates attach to the receptors in the gut and slow down the motility. You know, it's like when you take pain relievers, painkillers, opiates, what do you do? You get constipated. And that's what happened. So he ended up 
he ended up going from constipation to diarrhea. And so it took probably a year easy with a lot of treatments to work on his GI tract to get his bowel movements normal. And if your child doesn't have a bowel movement that's normal, that's, that's an indicator of their shawl. Yeah. So I always ask, I always ask parents, how's this poop? And they look at me like, what? No, I know. I get the look. <laughs> I get the look. I actually take to drawing pictures. Does it look big? Does it look skinny? No, are they the paint? Are they gooey? Do they smell horrible? You know, all of that is important. And then the last piece that really, I mean, and we did a lot more other things, but the other thing I want to talk about is the nutritional supplement end of it. They are so starving. Their brains are starving because of how they eat and also things that are in their GI tract. They're not always absorbing well, that they need the extra nutritional support. So getting on a good multivitamin that's designed for autism, I'm sorry, but a dummy vitamin at your grocery store or, yeah, it's not going to do it. You, they need higher doses. They need higher doses of B vitamins. And, you know, they need 15 milligrams of B6, not one, which you find in a gummy vitamin. Right. Their brains need it. They're, so you have to find a really good supplement regimen for them, beginning with the multivitamin. Often digestive enzymes are really helpful for them. That was a huge thing for my son, digestive enzymes. He started gaining weight and that color and his skin came back, you know, really made a difference. That was like one of my favorites for him. And they're, they, you need to get the testing done and then you need to give them the supplements and they start to get better one at a time, but it takes a mom that is going to do it no matter how hard it is and is going to stick with it and do what a doctor tells them to do. They go to us, they find a doctor like you. They are so blessed because regular pediatricians don't know this out there and they will say, stay away from this. This is not true. The gluten and dairy is good for your child. They don't know. They, they don't know when they think they do. And that's the sad part. And they're pushing parents away from getting real help from their child. But yeah. you got to find a doctor like you who's delved into this and done and is doing the research and knows the research. And yes. then you listen to them. And even if it's hard, you do it and make sure your, your family around you, make sure it's, you have it in your IP that they can't eat these foods because they will be sabotaged at school. Right. We'll be given it to by the teacher, the substitute, the aide, student next to them. Yeah. Put it in the IP and you have to make sure grandma and grandpa are on board too. All right. You give them a talking to. No, I know you feel bad that poor Johnny doesn't get to have cookies all the time. You know, it's just it. it you have to be 100 percent. You have to do this because this is what got my son Daniel recovered. And he is 25 today. He graduated from college, took me nine years of intense treatment, doing this, staying on top of him, nine years for me to finally realize he, he, he's, he's recovered. He actually had NIH take away his diagnosis. He was in a study in NIH and they said, this child is no longer on the spectrum. And uh -huh. he graduated from KU. He works in IT. He lives on his own. But it took a mom being serious. And you've seen it in your practice too, right? The moms Absolutely. that are on board are the ones that get the best results. And nobody can promise that every kid's going to happen. It's going to be a Daniel, right? But right. unless you go and you do everything 
and you look under every single rock looking for whatever issue that your child may have. And every child with autism is different, some with more issues, some with less, but you've got to go after them and you have to be patient and you have to stick with it. Then you start peeling the layers of the onion off that are causing the autistic symptoms and they get better and better. And sometimes you can get a Daniel and you have to have them help. But being absolutely persistent as a parent. And that's the key. That's the key. Yes. With, with a doctor like you. Ah, my goodness. I don't think I have anything else. That was, oh my goodness, parents. I, I hope you can hear Miss Laurie's heart. She's a mommy. She's done it. And yes, it took nine years, but, but it happened. And so that's the first thing I always tell parents. Yes, you have this diagnosis that sounds devastating, but there is hope. We just need to start somewhere. There is hope. Don't give up hope. And so I, I hope that all of you listeners, wow, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much, Ms. Laurie, for sharing Daniel's story. And um, Can I say one more thing real quick? Yes. If you go to my website, the website, I, I, as I said, I run a nutritional supplement company for children, and we have a lot of supplements specifically for autism. And it's, it's www nbnus.com. If you go there and look under the resources tab, you can see me giving a presentation of everything I did for my son to help him recover from autism. It's under resources and it's called A Compelling Story of Recovery. So that would be a good place to look at to see everything I did because we just talked about a few today. Wonderful. Yes, we will definitely share that to everyone. We'll have that on the podcast description. Thank you so much. And, and yes, you mentioned, you didn't mention the name of your company. So. New Beginnings Nutritionals. New yeah. Beginnings Nutritionals, nbnus.com. We are, if you, and again, I answer parent questions directly. If you email us and ask a question, I will get back to you. We are all about helping. It's not about making money and selling. It's about supporting and hand-holding and, and helping parents find hope for their children. That's what it's about. Yes, absolutely. And I can attest to that. I've been using new beginnings for my patient and it's been so helpful to them. And yes, I called your office and you spoke to me like, and most <laughs> a lot of companies you call, you may not speak to the owner, right? Or the, or the higher up. So I was really thankful and you agreed to come on the podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing how parents can get more information about how to help their children. Is there any, is that one last thing you'd like to share with the parents? One last takeaway? Just don't lose, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope and stay away from negative people and do your research because yes. there's a lot of things out there and new things coming every day that are making a difference. So no matter what age it is, that you're starting this with your child, go in and, and get started because even just one thing at a time, it's better than doing nothing. Yes, absolutely right. So thank you again, Miss Laurie. My pleasure to have you. Thanks for inviting yes. me. All right, take care. And until the next episode, thank you everyone for listening. Mm -hmm.